broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Midtown Business Radio. What is up, everyone? It is C.W. Hall here on the Midtown Business Radio Show. Thank you for making us a part of your day. Our old friends now, Bruce Logue and Emma Folks, with me in the studio from Atlanta Gay and Lesbian Chamber of Commerce. It's that time again for our special episode we do every month. Every month. Like clockwork. Like clockwork. <laughs> Usually. And, and this show I'm excited about because we have some really creative types, some very right brain. Is it okay to call you right brain? That works. That works. <laughs> right brain, creative people. So we're going to get into a different flow today. So I'm really excited about who we have. So who do we got? Well, uh, first up, we have Tyler Ogburn with uh, Ogburn, uh, Tyler Ogburn Photography, a, a very, very talented uh, photographer. He's a new member of the AGLCC. Uh, we're delighted to have him here. I've had an opportunity to see some of his stuff. Like I said, he's very, very talented. Uh, glad to have him. So, Tyler, um, let's learn a little bit about you. Um, before we jump into some of the questions about your business, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us where you come from. Perfect, perfect. Um, well, thanks so much for having me. So, I let's see, where do I start? Um, I grew up in the North Georgia Mountains. I went to college there. Grew up there. I went to college at Young Harris College. I have my bachelor's degree in musical theater. And so I moved, um, after I graduated from college, I moved to New York um, to pursue a little bit of, um, you know, fashion kind of things and ended up um, doing a lot of photography there. That's pretty much my story. And then I ended up back in Atlanta. And so it's it's a great place. I'm really happy to be here. Great. In, in New York, were, were you in Manhattan? Uh, I was, yeah. yeah so yeah. I, I um, worked in Manhattan right across from the Empire State Building, actually. Yes. <laughs> Awesome. That's sort of the the uh, fashion the fashion district, the right. fashion headquarters of uh, of of the state. So, right. <laughs> well, uh, what made you choose to get into uh, the photography business? So, I have been taking pictures for absolutely as long as I can remember. When I was thirteen, I saved up all my money that I had made over the summer and uh, and bought my first professional camera. And it's sort of been something that I just kind of kept doing after that. Um, in 2008, I actually opened my photography business um, and incorporated myself um, and and went through um, college, kind of using that as like a, a little side hustle, a little thing to do on the side. Um, and I just kept doing it, even when I, you know, I worked in retail and I just kept doing it. And uh, in, in 2016, last year, I just decided that that was what I actually wanted to do full time and that I was able to kind of get myself there and, um, and able to afford it. So in, uh, I, I put in my two week notice and opened my studio in Roswell and here we are. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. So uh, Tyler, what kind of camera I'm, I'm curious, cause <clears throat> one of the cameras I bought as a kid was one of the ones that flip up and you look in and it's the reverse, one of those old school ones. So what type of camera was your first camera that you saved up all your money for right. it again. So my first camera was a Nikon D80. Um, it's actually a pretty. It's a, it's a it's a low level DSLR, but um, but you know at the time it was a, it was a really great camera. So that was kind of that was my first so camera. DLSR so. sounds digital yes. ish to me. Yes. Okay. So, yes. so no, it's a, no film. Right. No, no. film. <laughs> <laughs> all all digital since, so since the beginning. What oh, kind wow. of now? I know when we um you know Tyler's a, a frequents our business builder luncheon, so we do get to talk a little bit. And I remember asking a question about technology and you couldn't pick one 
single piece of technology that's helped you this year so far with your business. So is technology a, a heavy emphasis on what you do? Or how does that how does technology help you? <clears throat> so it's sort of a little a little bit of everything. So um in a way, I, I think that, you know, as a photographer, if you are a good photographer, your equipment kind of doesn't matter. You know, obviously it matters and, you know, there's advances that happen um, as you go along. I know. Yeah. I'm yeah. Drop it. <laughs> <laughs> there's like a, a certain side of it that's the talent. And then there's as new developments come out, you know, you obviously want to want to keep up to date with those. And, you know, if it's something that, you know, in my opinion, is worth the money, then I definitely will, will drop the extra change for it. So, Tyler, how would you describe your style of photography. Mm. So all of the images that I do are um, very fashion-inspired. Um, the three words that I always use to describe my photography are um, fashion-inspired, edgy, and high contrast. Um, those are just, that's just the sort of the style that I've developed and picked up, you know, when I was in New York. Um, and pretty much just uh, just throughout my career, that's kind of been how I've, I, I just love, you know, the the play between shadow and, and light. Um, and in uh, you know, posing and makeup and mood and all of that, using all of those in a very high contrast kind of fashion inspired ways. That's my style. So <laughs> now how do you educate yourself uh, to take better pictures? So um, I, I take classes now and then um, either online or in person, um, you know, just to kind of keep up to date with, you know, I'll take a posing class or, you know, some kind of like a little class to help me. Um, but more than anything, it's, it's really critiquing my own images and critiquing other people's images um, that really helps me grow as a photographer. So when I'm looking through, let's say Vogue or whatever, you know, my mind immediately goes to, oh, well, how did, like, how did they create this image? And then the main question that I ask myself um, and that I ask of, of, of any image, including my own, is what, what story does this image tell? Um, and I apply that to everything, even headshots. It's, you know, what, is this, what does this image say about this person? Like, what are they like? Um, and if the, if the image doesn't answer those questions, that's what I would consider to be an unsuccessful image. So, so that's if, kind even of, if you take a headshot, you, you're thinking of not just, let me take a picture of your head. It's like, what story are people going to be able to get from right. looking at this headshot? Right, exactly. You're successful or you're silly. Right, or you're exactly, <laughs> exactly. So especially with headshots, it's about trying to capture a little bit of their personality and being able to tell something about the person based on just that one picture, because that one picture is oftentimes the only, you know, the only, the only impression that you might leave um, with some people. So, so I, I, I would love to say I could be an amateur photographer, but it's only I'm only as good as my iPhone. Right. <laughs> and growing up, I grew up looking at the works of like Gordon Parks. Um, mm. Uh, Ansel Adams mm -hmm. when I was, you know, a little bit older. And then now I'm, I love landscapes and I love Peter Lick. Okay. Um, who are some of the photographers that when you see their work, like, it okay. just moves you? Oh, that's a really who good moves question. You? That's good. Um, so... I always say that, so my my photographer idol, and she is exactly who I want to be when I grow up, and she's 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 everything to me. Um, her name's Lindsay Adler. Have okay. you, I didn't know if you were looking at me like no, a, I thought a, I was thought you were gonna say Annie. Oh well, no. two same. Um, but uh, but uh, Lindsay Adler is a fashion photographer. Um, she has her studio in New York. I actually got the chance to work with her last December, um, and she is a photographer who. If you open any fashion magazine, like she will be in that magazine. She is incredible. She's very talented and she's very um, well known. Um, and what I like the most about her is she does a lot of um, of educating other people in the community. And I like to think that as I further advance in my career, that I will be the type of person that is able to share knowledge with other people. Um, she is not one of those people that really holds her cards close to her chest or tries to be like, "Oh, this is my photography secret. You can't have it." <laughs> um, and I and I think that that's really cool that she, you know, every 
every photographer has a different standpoint. So she's she teaches anyone anything that they want to know. Um, and and I hope that when you know when as I advance through my career, I can continue to be kind of a, a beacon in the community. Let's say <laughs> among your works, um, which one is your favorite? Ooh. I, oh, that's a tough one. Um, so. A couple of months ago, I took picture, a set of boudoir pictures for a lady who was um, in her 50s um, as a gift for her husband. And I felt so empowered watching her, um, you know, just, just that I felt so empowered for so many reasons that she trusted me to be the one to capture her, to trust me with what she looks like and to trust me with her body. I mean, uh, in a way. And so that's been one of my favorites. It's just very, it, it was really empowering for me and, and for her as well. So Great. Now, what, what motivates you uh, to continue taking pictures? You know, <clears throat> it could be economically, uh, politically, uh, what, what, or what inspires you? Sure. One of my favorite things in all of the world is um, making people feel good about themselves. Um, I've worked in jobs in the past where I really felt like I wasn't making a difference in anyone's life. Um, and that's just not the case anymore. Like I'm able to create beautiful images that showcase someone's beauty. And there's no better feeling than when someone um, leaves my studio and is like, oh man, I've never felt sexier than I did today, or I haven't felt this beautiful in so long. Um, so that's like one part of it. Um, I'm also really passionate about working with uh, with the plus size community. Um, I'm constantly striving to kind of help normalize different body types. Um, I know that it, it it's hard to open a fashion magazine or to look on TV or whatever and um, and to not see anyone who's really like you. I think we can all kind of relate to that in a way. You know, the truth of the matter is that 60% of women in the United States are, you know, a size 14 or greater, and yet they're represented by about 2% of all the images in the media. Um, and so I'm just interested in trying to change that and kind of, uh, you know, anytime that I shoot beauty images, um, anything with make, you know, for makeup ads or anything like that, it's always, um, I use a plus size woman, um, especially because, you know, makeup and hair, like they don't have a size. So I, I'm really interested in, in, uh, pushing that pushing that box and, and Tyler photography is an art right right okay and mm-hmm. like most artists most artists have a lot of other talents okay so what hidden talent do you have that you can share with our listeners besides photography oh hidden talent well it's not really that hidden but I was a musical theater major so okay I, I should be able to sing at least let's say that I should be able to so okay and then when you're not working what do you take pictures of just for the fun of it mm-hmm. Mostly my family members. Even for Mother's Day yesterday, I took, uh, or day before yesterday, I took pictures of, of you know, I, I just brought my lighting and I was like, oh, little niece, come here. Let's do some headshots. <laughs> she's like three and she's like, I don't want to. I'm tired of taking pictures. Um, but uh, but that's mostly other people. I, I love taking pictures of people, especially people that I love. So yeah. Awesome. Well, Tyler, uh, one last thing. I've had an opportunity to, to network with you, and, and, and I know the answer to this, but I'd like our, our listeners to hear it. What type of clients are your best clients? What, what type of photography do you really like to do? And what do you not like to do? <laughs> <laughs> right. So, um, you know, like I said, I do um, fashion boudoir and portraits. Um, so my favorite thing to take pictures of is people. The best clients for me are um is really anyone that needs a picture taken, but especially, you know, families, um, it, it, business people that need, you know, a new headshot for LinkedIn. Um, the one thing that I don't shoot is weddings. It's just, you guys, I, I, 
I don't need to. I don't need to talk that about it. That takes away I mean, your it was, weekends. That's yeah, we sure. We'll say that. <laughs> That's a nice way to say it. Um, so yeah. So awesome, awesome. Well, you know, uh, excited to to have you as part of the AGLCC. And I guess I gotta uh, make an appointment. You know, we'll we'll add to your repertoire. How about plus size guys? How about that? Right. Absolutely. <laughs> <Wow>. Absolutely. <laughs> well, thank you very much, Tyler. Thank you. And so I am here with <clears throat> Kyle. Kyle, how do you pronounce your last name? Last name is Strahl. Like Kyle, all. all Strahl, all y'all. <laughs> so, Given our pre-show discussion, that's important to ask. <laughs> yes, I have the question. And Kyle is also, um, he's a board member with the AGLCC. And what's your position? You're the communications director, chairman. Correct. Communications director, graphic designer, creative guru. Okay. And you... Um, First, I have to tell you, um, I, I went to your website. I was doing research, and I went to your website, and I totally forgot why I was on your website. <laughs> and I was so drawn in by the, it's so clean and stunning and sharp and crisp. And, like, I just got sucked in, and I'm looking at every page and reading everything. Like, it is gorgeous. What does, well, did you design that? Did you have a part of that? And tell us, um, what does Kile mean? <laughs> Yes. How did you come up with the name? Yeah, I definitely designed it. I had my hand in every piece of that website, which is probably why it took two two years to uh, put up and you know get into the public eye. So it's great to hear that. That's one thing we're looking for. As far as the name goes, I when I moved to Atlanta, I became really close uh, with a group of friends that out of the blue just started calling me Keele. And that went into like Keele pie and all kinds of key lime type stuff. And I, I really don't even know why, but it stuck. And, I'm, and I when it came time to have a business... I said, I'm just going to move this over and start using this as a business name. And it stuck 10 years later. Wow. Yeah. So how did you get into the industry? It actually has been kind of a slow moving process. I even tried to avoid it for a while. But ever since I've been a kid, I've always been very artistic. I used to paint murals and uh, draw a lot. And then I decided, you know, I'm going to I'm going to move to a bigger city. And I came here thinking that I wanted to be a musician and I tried to, to avoid it. And then I got my first job at a law firm. Um, and then they started seeing my artistic talent. And they're like, you know, create this banner or make this um, website tweak or this business card. And it slowly started to come back in my life again. And I realized the, the demand for it. So I think that's why I started to go for it. And what, what type of value, like, you know, we always hear you have to brand yourself, you know, as a business owner, you have to worry about your marketing, you have to worry about your branding, what message are you, you know, giving out there to the people, like what type of value do you give to your clients or give to clients that are seeking branding and and graphic design? Well, I think it starts, a lot of people come to us because they've they've tried to to go somewhere else and they're not getting the results that they're looking for. And a lot of that result is just people not showing up to do the job. Uh, So we've made it one of our main priorities and goals to have that personal conversation, to keep our, um, you know, emails and communications open with them and, uh, you know, simply let them know that we're going to be there to have that conversation to then expand their brand. And um, and branding is our main point, you know, that we like to work with clients. Kyle, are there specific type of clients that you like to work with? Yeah, I would say one of my favorite type of clients is a a startup that is more geared towards packaging and design. Um, It's kind of like a shark tank effect where somebody will come into the office and we have this new product they want to get out and uh, they want us to create, you know, some crazy ideas for packaging and get their name out into the world. So that's exciting. And then we also like to work with internal marketing teams where 
they have their own company and structure, but we're there really as a support service to you know help their communication get out company wide. Great, great. Now, uh, when you're meeting with your clients, how do you how do you do like a a, a a brain dump? How do you get the ideas out of their heads uh, so that you can incorporate? It? Or how do how do you you know work with your clients or engage with them? Typically, it can be a lot of different styles or ways that we meet with them. A lot of times, we do go and meet with them in person. Uh, but it's I, I bring a few team members on um, the Keeley team, and we ha- have a round table, and we all bring a different aspect to that conversation. Mine more is communication and the idea of the campaign. Then I have web designers and I have people that write messaging. So I think it's just, it's bringing a full team of people that can surround um, that client and and give them different options um, and really bring out, you know, a list of ideas that they didn't know that they were even looking for and really get them on target market, you know, their precise target. You sound really passionate about it. Why, why do you do this? What is like what you, you feel? I feel like this is your 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 like your purpose. Like, why are you doing this? It seems like a lot of work for me beyond the just the creativity part of it. I love I have a, a passion in somebody coming to me with a very small idea and being able to turn that into a tangible physical thing that people see, touch, feel, hear, and then really wrapping that into a package. Like everything I, I have to do has to be perfect. So. The, the idea that I can, you know, do somebody's business cards, website, logos, and then all their a- other advertising is just, it's a passion to keep that consistency. So what what would be some of the um, the common questions that, you know, when people come to you and they start talking to you, they find out what you do? What are some of the common questions that, that clients ask you? I think in the beginning, a lot of people ha- want to know exactly what it is that we do. We ha- They have a certain idea that they're coming to us for a logo or design, but then it is, oh, are you really a full service design firm that can handle you know, everything from point A to point B, which is yes, we can. And then people are always really concerned about turnaround times. You know, I need this yesterday. It's usually, you know, always the question, can you make that happen for us? So, we, you know, we, we guide them in the right direction. Or we sometimes get, you know, small questions like, can you turn this tiny pixelated logo or graphic into a billboard you know, that's <laughs> Uh, really high resolution, which is no. So we have to definitely guide people in the right direction. Wow, that was my next question. Can you take my logo and make it into a billboard? No. So how do you how do you provide you know your knowledge to your clients so they kind of understand you know what's what can actually happen, what can happen? Like how do you how do you educate people on on what they're asking for? So one of my favorite things to do is when a brand new potential client calls up and and they're they're either new or they've had another experience is I like to take that time immediately in the front end and, and describe to them what we do and, and how we can, you know, essentially hold their hands of the process and be something different. Or, you know, they'll come to us and say, you know, I'm trying to create this box of this packaging graphic, but I have no clue what's all involved and the people we have to get involved to make it happen. So I like to educate in the very beginning to build that trust. And then the rest just kind of unfolds from there. And, and to me, that's, kind of what it's even built, the, the trust relationship, and then bringing their business to us in the first place. Now, you're involved with the LGBT community at, by virtue of being a, a board member on the AJLCC. Do you do, are you involved? Do you do other work within the community as well? Yeah, um, we've done some work, some volunteer work for Jerusalem House. Uh, we're really passionate about that, on-site working with them, uh, Project Open Hand, uh, one of the big pushes that we've had the last couple of years is the Point Foundation. Uh, to me, it's very it's a great place to invest money in. Uh, been working with them, and then then yeah, obviously every month with AGLCC is something I'm very passionate about. Uh, but we like to get our hands in the community, you know, as much as we possibly can. 
Great, great. Yeah. Well, again, I've had the opportunity to to, to see your work. Um, how would you tell our listeners uh, uh, that you're different than your comp- competitors? What what makes you different? For us, I mean, we like to say that we're you know amazing designers, and we can you know make a brand you know stand out from uh, above the rest. But for us, I think what's created longevity between us and our clients is that. We are there. We show up. We when we say we're going to do something, we do it, and we're always available. And uh, you know, out of everything that I've ever heard from a client, that is what has mattered to them most. That we follow through. So to me, that's where we've you know, created that value. What separates us from the bigger uh, competitors out there that we have. Great, great. And as you're growing your business, uh, what do you, where do you see your business going in about five years? Well, right so. now we are definitely in that transition period of of growing, and you know, I hear that from a lot of business business owners. But we definitely want to extend our reach nationwide, which we already have a little bit here and there, but grow that, um, working on moving toward a larger business space um, and really grasping and getting a, a group of, of really talented, creative people on the team, uh, whether that is photographers, whether it is you know graphic designers or web designers, but really working on that core team is the next phase. So I'm going to kind of go back a little, backtrack a little, because I'm still trying to wrap my head around, you know, full service design team. And, you know, how um, how would you say that you help your clients achieve their, their, their goals, whether it's branding, marketing? How do you help them, you know, achieve everything? Um, I think the main thing is get, setting them down at a table and having them discuss to us and having that conversation about what it is, what they really need, you know, want and need in their vision who their target market is, but bringing them back to what what's really going to bring that business into them and not just their stylistic taste and, and vision and ideas that they've had in their mind because usually that's always a little bit off. So once we can get them you know, to the center of what they really need to bring business in and sell products or services, that is how we've been able to, to make people achieve their goals by kind of removing them from what they need to do the most. And then usually it, it works. Now, what advice would you give to, you know, other designers uh, or young people or people looking to get into the business? What would you say to them? I, as far as an individual designer, I would say, you know, keep, keep designing and keep getting in front of people. You never really know what opportunities around the next door. Everything that I've done so far has uh, been, you know, with the, the, commun- uh, the people that I've had uh, been able to meet in, in the public eye. Don't waste your time being a perfectionist. Nothing's ever going to be perfect as much as a creative person could possibly want it to be. And then get everything organized, especially with us. I still have an issue with keeping all my files organized, but that's usually one thing I get reprimanded on by people I work with. So get organized. Now, I know before um, we started airing, you and I had a (laughs) pretty lengthy conversation about being a business owner, right? right? The trials and tribulations of being a business owner. And what advice would you give to other business owners out there? Just as I mentioned to you, I think finding your balance as a business owner and where you fit into your team and stop multitasking. I know everywhere that we talk about it, it's like multitasking is great. It's great to do. You should do it all the time. Well, multitasking is what I think has held me back on growing even further because I want to do everything and I want to do it perfect. So it's time to you know find other people, surround yourself and trust them with what they can do and, and let them thrive or teach them. And, and, you know, keep them in the, you know, the same things that you like to do. And, and most of all, find a hobby. That's the, that's the newest one that I found. Is, outside really, of what you do. Yeah, okay. find something that you're passionate <laughs> outside of what you make money like on. Like fly fishing? Sure, fly fishing, <laughs> <laughs> basket weaving, whatever it is that you want to do. <laughs> now, somebody that's looking for uh, advertising design, um, how can they reach you? 
Well, I think the best start would be going to our website. That is uh, keylaydesign.com, uh, K-E-Y-L-A-Y design. And uh, as Emma mentioned there, really everything that you could be looking for is on the website itself. And I think that why it draws a lot of traffic. Stunning. You can give me a call directly at 404-496-4338. You can also shoot me an email at info at keylaydesign.com. Excellent. Glad to have you here today. Well, those are our two uh, outside uh, business owners that we're interviewing, and uh, we're making a change today and we're going to talk a little bit about some changes that emma has been experiencing in her business so emma you want to tell us what's going on well yeah we i'm very excited to announce that my company is growing and we have i've merged with a few other um, financial advisors and the name of our company we are now going to be known as greenwood wealth management Hmm. And, and why why Greenwood? Where where did that come from? There's a little from? story behind. There's that. a little story behind <laughs> yeah. that. The the you know we got the name from an area in Tulsa, Oklahoma. It's known as Black Wall Street, and there are many of them throughout the country. And in the 1920s, the African Americans were not allowed to go to the same house. You know the same old story, the Jim Crow laws, et cetera. In this town of people, there were over 600 business owners. They had their own hospital, their own school system, their own bus system, postal service. I mean, unit. They were self-contained and they were doing really well. And it was deemed Black Wall Street. And so um, after the um, election. Myself and a few other people felt a little disgruntled because during the Obama years, we dealt with a lot of, um, I don't know how to put it, but we, we listened to a lot of verbal stuff about Obama, about being black, a, a lot of negative and almost ignorant stuff in our industry. And after the election, we felt that, oh, my gosh, you know, it's only going to get worse. People are going to double down because now, you know, with 45's rhetoric, it's like he's telling everybody that it's OK to be disrespectful. Yeah. It's OK so, We decided to create a place, you know, because if you are coming from a place of looking at someone and thinking that, you know, oh, because you're black, you voted for Obama or because you're a woman, you don't understand this. Then how can you manage that person's money if if you really don't get what that person is about and where they're from and what they've gone through to, you know, amass the wealth, whether you consider it wealth or not? You know, how can you really truly guide that person? So we decided to create a place where our clients we actually care about them and we understand what they went through, you know, whether they're LGBT, whether they're female, whether they're, you know, minority. I mean, you name it. We, we're the place for you. And then also looking at reps, other uh, financial advisors, just a safe space where we're going to treat you um, and give you the same opportunities that everybody gets. And we're not going to not help you because of how you look or that you're not, you don't fit in with, <laughs> you don't fit in with what we look like. Gotcha. That's really inspiring. Um, have you, Added new staff? Oh, yes, I have. Because yeah. <laughs> for the longest time, it was just you and a colleague, right? For me and a colleague, and then I had a virtual assistant. So I have added someone, um, a case manager, to just kind of help push everything through and keep us all on task. And she's very diligent. And, you know, one day I'll introduce her. <laughs> are, are you hiring? Am I hiring? Yes and no. I mean, <laughs> I'm not actively looking, but if there is someone out there that you know, kind of understands we all have stories. If you talk to any minority um, or woman that's a financial advisor, financial planner, they're going to have a story to tell you about how they've been discriminated against. And if they haven't, kudos to them. And so if there's a person that feels like they've had enough, yes, I'll talk to them, but I'm not actively looking. Um, I just want if, you know, yeah. (laughs) All right. Um, Now, what 
tell us a little bit more about the clients that you serve. And the clients we serve, it's it's a range of, you know, we serve a range of people. In some instances, we just do transactional work where we'll, you know, help, you know, our clients' kids open up a Roth IRA or we help you out. If you're just starting out, we tell you what you need to do uh, to become one of our premier clients, if you will. Our sweet spot is working with people who are in their 40s and in their, in their 60s, the pre-retirees and people going into being retired. You know, I work a lot with the sandwich generation. Are there any people that you won't work with? Yes. Mean people. How do you determine? How do I determine mean people? Yeah. If my receptionist cringes when she says such and such is on the phone. <laughs> you know, if, they, if they're mean to my receptionist or if they speak down to like the security guard in the building, things like that. Because I ask those questions. But if the people that, you know, the staff that's in my building feel comfortable with the people or they are left with a smile, then I'm okay with that. I don't like mean people. Okay. I understand uh, you have a, a YouTube channel. Uh, yes. Emma Knows Money. Emma Knows Money. Yes. <laughs> only, my mom is still my only subscriber. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, your, your YouTube videos uh, seem to have a theme of uh, you sounding the alarm about the middle class. Um, what's going on and what do you want people to know about? Well, I am sounding the alarm about the middle class. We are going through what I'm considering a middle class crisis. I feel like with everything going on in Washington and everything else, they keep dropping all this stuff in front of us um, for us to, you know, not pay attention to, you know, retirement. They'll mess with our retirement. There's a Department of Labor ruling that the current administration is probably going to do away with. And if they do that, it's going to give people like in my industry, the opportunity to take advantage of people who don't know any better. Um, you know, with healthcare, that's going to mess with people's retirement. If we look at the environment, that's going to mess with people's retirement. Taxes, you know, there's, a, you know, education costs are going up. So there's a lot of things that are happening. Our, uh, people's incomes, I, I work with a lot of great people. I work with people who work really, really hard. They're not entitled. They don't feel entitled to anything. They Everything they have, they've worked hard for. But yet they're still struggling a little bit. You know, are they going to be able to maintain that same level of lifestyle when they're retired? And why aren't they? You know, when we look at CEO pay compared to what the average worker. May yeah, I can go on and on about that. So, yes, retirement crisis. Gotcha. Now, we've heard you mention uh, that you your firm is an untethered firm. What, what does that mean? <laughs> that means that you don't have to come in and see me. <laughs> we have this wonderful thing. It's called a laptop, and it's got a camera on it. So I can do, like, go-to meetings with people. Like, you know, we're all really, really busy. So if you're a busy executive, if you live on the other side of town and you don't want to, you know, come to me in Buckhead or I've got, you know, my partners in Alabama, if you don't want to drive out to his office in Montgomery, we have, we, you know, there's technology that we can use now. So Great. yeah, we're untethered. You don't. We don't have to meet necessarily face to face. Great. Well, you person. just mentioned about your partner being in Alabama. How many locations do you have? Right now, we have two. Okay. So are we're you... in Montgomery, Alabama, and we are here in Bucket. Any plans to to grow that? <clears throat> there are, but I will tell you those when it's time. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, Emma, thanks. Thanks for the information. I mean, uh, definitely inspired. Uh, by your passion for what you do. Yeah, he knows. Well, you didn't know the story, right? The Tulsa story. We Not until about you told that. me last yeah. time. Yeah. I have mm -hmm. since read about it. It's a pretty amazing it story. Is. Now, if I'm a prospective client, do is there kind of a, a range where you start uh, in terms of financial demographic? Um, typically, I look at, you know... Um, you know, six by six, making six figures, or you have about a hundred thousand or so to invest. But 
you know, I also work with a lot of millennials, so I try not to get trapped into numbers because it really depends on a person's case. Where are you at? Um, of course, if you're, you know, just opening a Roth, I can't give you all of my time. I'm going to give you, you know, it's going to be according to what your needs are. So I try not to to stick to that too much because everybody um, is important. The person that, you know, doesn't have a lot of money today, you don't know what's going to happen to them down the road. So I try to just judge it on a case-by-case basis. If you come to me and you're just starting out, but you've got the enthusiasm and you're willing to do the things I'm asking you to do, walk in the door. Okay. So no no real requirements. You can start early. You just have to understand you may not get a ton of your time just based on how and complex be, or simple your Be nice. That's right. <laughs> have a sense of humor. A sense of humor. <laughs> great, great. Lots of transition lots going of, on. Lots of good stuff yes. going on, I right, noticed Bruce? Bruce's name tag is different. Well, yes. Uh, the end of uh, 2016, I joined uh, the Common Ground Real Estate team at Palmer House. Uh, just an opportunity to to help me, you know, with with leveraging uh, assistance to you know to get more work done, and uh, also Palmer House is a LGBT uh, certified business enterprise, which you know, as a member of the AGLCC, that means a lot to yes, me. So uh, uh, it was the right thing to do. So you're a new member. Are you certified yet? <laughs> I'm working on it. Does that <laughs> we'll, help you? We'll, that's, that's part I, of your I, membership. Yes, yes. I, I have the website pulled up on my computer, filling it out. So <laughs> as, as we speak, <laughs> as we speak, yeah, absolutely. So, so Bruce, I know there's a whole lot going on, a lot of great stuff happening in the chamber. Like I feel so, I'm so honored and, and watching just what you guys are doing, Kyle, Bruce. Just as as a board, you guys are really, you know, smoking right now. Tell, can you tell us a little bit about? the upcoming business summit. When is it going to be? Where is it going to be? How do I get tickets? Sure, sure. We're, we're excited about this. It's our first annual uh, business summit. It's uh, The title is Rise of the Rainbow Economy. Um, it is going to be held on Friday, June 23rd uh, from 1 o'clock p.m. till 8 o'clock p.m. at the Four Seasons Hotel. And we all know how uh, how much we love that venue. You know, it's beautiful and, and, and the service is Im- impeccable. So it's really, we're going to I- explore where personal, professional, and social responsibility and advocacy uh, meet. You know, um, the AGLCC, uh, you know, we believe in advocacy through commerce. Uh, so uh, we're going to have a number of national business leaders. Uh, and, and provide a, an overview of today's uh, LGBT economy. So is there are there going to be breakout sessions, or what's the programming going to look like? Sure. Um, we're going to have a number of uh, breakout sessions, a really exciting one. Uh, most of you know that in 2019, the uh, Super Bowl is coming to Atlanta, and uh, we know that the NFL would love to work with um, LGBT business enterprises. So uh, that's one of the sessions, uh, you know, how to um, uh, become certified uh, and uh, how to prepare uh, to, you know, to be able to get your business in front of the uh, uh, the folks with the NFL. And then another uh, session is going to be financing your dreams, uh, uh, how to, to help, you know, to finance your business. Uh, you know, we all struggle with that as our businesses grow and as the the rainbow economy grows. We're we're hopefully all going to be you know challenged with growing our businesses. Uh, we'll also be having a mayoral candidate panel discussion 
Uh, so that's going to be exciting. We've, we're reaching out. We're, we're having uh, different uh, candidates uh, uh, join us, and uh, we'll have, it'll be a, a moderated panel discussion. And then we'll have another seminar uh, on, you know, just how to, how to own the LGBT uh, economic impact. And that's going to be uh, uh, moderated by our president, past president, Jack Kinley. After that, uh, we're really having a, a, a power networking and uh, a, a reception. Uh, you so know, they'll be fun. It'll be fun. It'll be yes. fun, right. So, okay. so, you know. Um, the best way to get tickets and to register for the event will be to go to uh, www.theaglcc.org, uh, sign up. Uh, it's going to be, uh, for members, the cost for the full event is $75. Non-members is 100 If you're Is that for the whole day? For the whole day. Including the after? Yes, yes. So, so that's, oh, that's a real okay. deal. That's a deal. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, and, you know, and, and some people can't make it for the whole day. We know that. And this uh, is a Friday event, and it's also happening on the fourth Friday of the month. Nice. Um, and we're sort of ruling in uh, an opportunity for our, our end-of-month uh, Friday networking. Uh, so there will be a, a reception afterwards from 6 o'clock to 8 o'clock. That is going to be $25 for our members and $50 for our non-members. <laughs> Now, I know that, um, you know, a lot of the events that have been hosted over the last few years, it's always, you know, people, I think, have finally realized that you have to buy your tickets early. What are we looking at capacity-wise? How many people are expected to attend this? We're expecting uh, uh, 250 plus, probably closer to 300 people. Nice. Okay. Um, all of our, as you mentioned, all of our events uh, have been exceeding our expectations. So <laughs> I would encourage uh, folks to, you know, go ahead and, and register as soon as possible for the event. Now, um, I know there's tons of business owners listening to us. So are there any sponsorship opportunities still available? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, give us a, get in contact with us. Uh, any board member, uh, you can reach out to me um, and we'll put you in touch with, uh, 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 to talk about our sponsorship opportunities. We we currently have uh, identified uh, uh, a presenting sponsor, so that that opportunity is no longer available, but we are going to have uh, op- offering sponsorship opportunities for each session. And those are going to be about five hundred bucks, and you get to actually introduce the session. Uh, we'll have your logo on the screen during the session, and uh, you also have an ad in our uh, Rise of the Rainbow Economy Power Networking e-booklet. Then we'll also have a reception sponsor. That uh, price for that's about a thousand dollars. You'll be sponsoring the kickoff reception, uh, providing some remarks from the stage. Again, we'll have your logo displayed on the screen during the uh, the program and, a, and an ad in the uh, e-booklet. If those don't suit your needs, but you still like to be involved in sponsorship, please reach out to us because, you know, this is the first, first, our first annual uh, business summit. So uh, we can, we can make something work out. Okay. Now, how, how can I participate in the event? First, you know, register, buy your tickets. Um, We are also going this year, uh, we're offering an opportunity for, uh, we're having a swag bag. (laughs) Uh, So, you know, that's going to be an opportunity to get your promotional items in our bag to be given to the first 250 attendees. We're trying to make this bag special. So we have identified a number of promotional items that you could put your logo on to go into the bag. So to make it worthwhile. When you do that, you'll also have 
logo placement. Your logo will be displayed throughout the day, also in our, our e-booklet. And again, in on your item in the bag, if you are not really interested in buying one of our pre-identified uh, swag items, or you know, say you have a promotional item already, uh, or or have a you know a little bit lower budget than some of our items that we we selected for the bag, uh, we're still interested in having that item included. Uh, so please feel free to reach out to me, uh, Bruce AGLCC at gmail.com or give me a call at 404-441-6930. We are asking that our promotional items be, you know, uh, pre-approved. We we don't want to have duplicates. Um, uh, But even if you have an idea uh, that you'd like to to put something in the bag, but you don't have anything yet, our our sponsor for the swag bag is Jan Stepp with Pizzazz Promotions, and she'll be delighted uh, to help you pick an item. Awesome. I'm kidding. So again, you want to tell us how, how we can register? Sure, sure. Go to www.theaglcc.org. She's been feeling her oats today. <laughs> Are you picking on me? No, no, no. I'm actually, I can't repeat what I wrote, but I was thinking about the promotional items that we've gotten suggestions for in the past. Uh, we're just going to get up and storm what out. What we don't want. Yeah, yeah. Remember oh, that? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> So, so yeah, that's that's one of the reasons we're getting them, you know, pre-approved before yes. somebody goes out and spends the money on them. Right, so, right. Yes, yes. But, we, uh, we need them all PG-13. Thank you. Thank you. But, we, yeah, we please, please, re- you know, register as soon as possible. Actually, uh, since we've been announcing it, we've only been announcing it through our, our Business Builder lunches so far. We haven't even had a chance to, uh, we sent one email out, and we're already having a great number of people registering for the event. So, Get them soon before we sell out. Super. Definitely. If I get back from Chattanooga in time, I'll, I'll share my face. I hope you will. Yeah. We'll, we'll probably make, make something happen. Awesome. Thank awesome. You. We'd love to Before have we go, make sure, Tyler, we can start with you, but let's go around and make sure everybody has contact information, how they can get in touch with you to uh, link up with you for your services. Perfect. Um, okay, so if you go to tylerogburn.com, um, that's the easiest way to get in touch with me. There are contact forms. You can send me an email, tyler at tylerogburn.com. You can check me out on Instagram at tylerogburnphotography. Just so you know, my last name is spelled O, G as in girl, B as in boy, U R N. I say it like that because that's how my mom taught me to say it. And I think it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> you can, uh, again, contact me at 404-496-4338 or visit our website at keylay, K-E-Y-L-A-Y, design.com. Are you on Twitter? Yes, I, we've been we tweeting. Are, we are on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> it's all linked on our website. Okay. I check They're us out there. Yeah. Okay. Did you give your contact information at the new office? Sure. Uh, my, my new office, uh, it, again, is Common Ground Real Estate. Uh, you go to our website, www.commongroundrealestate.com. You have an opportunity to to click on a link uh, to agents to, to reach me directly. Uh, Bruce at Common Ground Real Estate. Dot com uh, is my email address, and my number is 404-441-6930. Awesome. And what about Greenwood? Oh, Greenwood, um, Emma at GreenwoodWM.com, or you can just type in um, GreenwoodWealthManagement.com, and I'm on you know the Twitter and the Instagram at Emma Knows Money. Your, your previous contact information, though, is still getting to you? Yeah, it'll still get to me. So I've, I've learned this cool thing called forwarding. <laughs> so all my all my old email because I have older clients and parents and they can't keep up with changes and they're resistant to change and if you 
know, technology, if you have Outlook, Outlook tries to force feed what you're sending to. So everything comes to me still. Great. Awesome. Good question. If you are listening and you're not yet a member of AGLCC, I highly encourage you to jump in and become a member or a partner with AGLCC. You'll be able to experience all the benefits that go along with that networking, building your business through that community. And as we've talked about on the show before, if you do become a member of AGLCC, then that covers your ability to get LGBTBE certified. Come on. Come on. <laughs> and I highly encourage you to do that. Those are very nice opportunities for you to do business and, and secure some clients that are business makers, really. If, right. you, if you get linked up with them in the right type of arrangement, they can really make a difference for the, your business and get you way down the road in terms of growth. So we encourage you to do that. And also, in the upper left-hand corner of the show page, you'll find the Apple logo. That'll take you to the iTunes store where the podcast lives. And you're, you can also check us out on iHeartRadio as well. Uh, subscribe to us. That way, each week when the new episode comes out, you can download it straight to your device and listen to it when it's convenient for you. Everybody in the studio, thanks for fighting your way into Buckhead and, and uh, joining us here in the studio. Fun, fun day today. Fun day yeah, today. Thanks for having us. Everybody out there who made us a part of your day today, thanks so much. Turn around and click share. You might just be putting the information out there that helps somebody that you care about. And uh, we'll see you all next time. See you then. <laughs>